Hey, welcome to another episode of Ask Freeman on the Retire Mentorship Podcast. Uh, again, these are just shorter episodes where we t- tackle a few of your questions that are kind of shorter questions or things that we've kind of maybe already talked about or, or that don't quite uh, merit a full episode yet. Uh, and so if you have questions, you can email us questions at retirementorship.com or go to retirementorship.com slash question and submit your questions and we'll try to tackle those as we make some of these episodes as we go along. Um, so we got a lot of good questions right away after I announced this in the hundredth episode of the podcast. So we're going to hit up some of these right away here and then just keep them coming and we'll keep answering. We'll also get back to full episodes as well here too. Uh, but this is a good, I think change of pace from our longer, uh, episodes on just one topic. So a couple, a couple questions for today. Uh, Emily asks, do I need an estate plan if I don't have any kids? It's a great question, Emily. Um, so I, there are two stages of life that I think are most important to get an estate plan done. Number one is when you have kids, any kid at all. Like the moment you have a kid, then you should get one done because one of the most critical pieces of that is the the guardianship, the, hey, who takes care of my kids if I go away? Like your responsibility as a parent is to always take care of your kids. If you're not there, it's still your responsibility to make sure they're taken care of of. And so unless you want the government or your state to decide where your kids go and who takes care of them, you need to do that. And that's why we, you definitely need an estate plan there. And then also think as we get towards the end of our natural life, obviously we could go and accident any time, which is why we do one, um, you know, right when we have kids, like obviously there's not a big chance that you're going to pass away when you've got young kids, but you might. And so that's why we do it, right? But certainly when you get towards the end of your natural life, it's, it's not so much of, you know, if I'm going to pass away, it's, it's just when, right? You, you will at some point. And so again, not having that, like someone's going to have to deal with all of your assets and all of your estate and everything when you pass away. It doesn't matter how much money you have, someone's going to have to deal with that. And you want to make sure you know who it is and that you've left them instructions and that you don't leave them this massive burden of, um, you know, trying to figure all this stuff out without knowing what you would have wanted or, or without actually having some some legal uh, ability to to implement things. And, and, and you know, do you really want all of your things to go through a state or do you want them to be able to quickly and, and, and efficiently and, and freely, free of charge, go to where you want them to go? And so those are the two uh, stages of life that you absolutely need to get done, right? right? Right when you have a kid and as you, you know, in, in retirement, as you're reaching toward, you know, coming towards the end of your natural life, like, make sure you've got this done. For sure, you definitely need to get them done if you're on either of those two things. You say, you know, but do I need one if I don't have any kids? So obviously you're not in the first one. I don't know if you're, you know, older and, and you know, you maybe you just don't have any kids, but you're you're still reaching the end of your natural life. Again, you still have assets. You still, there's still things that need to get done after you pass away. Uh, and so you still obviously want to get it done there. Uh, I'm guessing this is from someone who's younger, not towards any, like in neither of those states, right? Do it. Do I need one if I'm not in either of those? Um and I would still say yes. It's just gonna, it's gonna be a simpler one though, right? Like a state plan is a big the big word for anything that needs to happen to our stuff, right? All of our assets and liabilities and all that when we pass away. And so you'll need a you'll need a, a more involved one if you have kids. Like you might have the the trust and some of these other things. You're gonna need a more involved one if you are uber wealthy or if you're trying to disinherit children or some of these other things. Um, but everyone needs one of some kind, right? In particular. Like you still, like someone still needs to take care of your affairs when you pass away, right? And let's not let, let's not put that burden on someone else. Still take responsibility for yourself as well, not just your kids, but for yourself. And so you still need a will so you can establish who's taking care of you, uh, who's taking care of your stuff when you pass away. You still need a power of attorney for finances and for healthcare. So if something happens to you and you're not dead, but you can't make decisions for yourself anymore, then you definitely 
still need those things, right? And so a will, a power of attorney for health, and a power of attorney for uh, finances, and usually like a, the, a health directive, right? So you kind of deciding what you want uh, in some of those healthcare situations, that certainly comes along with it too. And then, of course, like beneficiaries, um, uh, transfer and death designations, all these things. We covered all this in depth in my estate planning essentials workshop. If you go to retirementship.com slash workshops, if you haven't listened to that one yet, go uh, listen to that one. Uh, go watch that and it kind of covers all these things. And so, yes, I would say yes. You probably don't need trusts. You probably don't need a big fancy will. Like you can get this done pretty inexpensively. Um, and so, yes, I would still say, Emily, you still need one even without kids. It just isn't going to be as involved uh, as if you had some. So hopefully that's helpful for that. Uh, Quan asks, where's the best place for my extra money to go. I'm saving aggressively. I feel like I'm saving enough for retirement and I still have extra cash flow. What's the next best place for that to go? Um, well, great. Hey man, good for you for having, you know, great income. Obviously you're controlling your expenses. So you've got extra money and you've got, you know, save enough for retirement. You got that goal. Retirement's not the only financial goal, right? And so um, I'm, I'm glad you're kind of, it seems like you're aware of that and like, hey, we don't always need to just push more into retirement. There's other things we can do. You're probably going to hate this answer, but obviously I think you need a plan, right? Because that, that, that's dependent on what are you trying to do? Like, what are your goals? A financial plan is helping people get to their goals in the most efficient way possible. And so, you know, and, and it depends on everything else, right? So like an HSA might be a great place to put that extra money, like maxing one of those out. But obviously that depends on the type of healthcare plan that you have and, and how much, you know, would you need those, ex- that cash flow back out for that? Or can you, you know, save that away? You'd want to invest that HSA, right? Not just like let it sit in a bank account somewhere else. Um, you know, maxing out a Roth IRA or two, if you're married, uh, you might already be doing that as part of saving for retirement. Um, but even if you're not right, or you, maybe you, you, well, we're doing that and that's enough for retirement, but maybe you, you push that Roth money into your Roth 401k and you, and you increase that contribution instead and still do a Roth IRA because you can get those contributions back out anytime. Uh, there's other reasons you can get the growth out. You know, it's tax-free. You know, even if you put a bunch in a Roth IRA and then pull all the, the contributions back out later, you could then let that growth continue to grow tax-free forever. Uh, so that's a great place to do it. Um, you know, it depends on, you, you, right, when will you need it? Do you need it soon? Like in the next couple of years, it's just extra money and hey, I, I, I might need it in the next six months to two years. And so, well, then you wouldn't want to invest it because the market might go down in that time. Or is this money? Hey, I don't ever foresee needing this. So let's put it away. I love being cash rich. That's a good problem to have, right? But you'd want to put some of that maybe in a money market mutual fund or get some of these better rates that are more flexible. So there's so many places you could put that, Quan, that that I think you really, you're still going to really need a plan and say, hey, what are my objectives? What am I really trying to do? And then what are the best places? So and then based on that, right, you know where you're going. And then you've got a plan to get there. That's going to tell you, hey, what's the best place to put all these other funds? And it's, you know, I think this kind of question usually comes from, you know, I just want the tactics. I want good tactics. I got some money and I just want to throw some money at different things. And because these sound like good things to do. And you're really going to get more traction and achieve your goals faster if you actually have those goals written out and you have a plan to get there instead of just trying to do a whole bunch of good things and, and hoping it works out. So I would recommend the plan first, but there's certain certainly some other just tactic ideas of, of places you could put that as well. Um, Friedrich asks, should, you know, my, uh, said my work just started a Roth 401k in addition to the traditional that they've always done. Should I do Roth or traditional in my 401k? Well, Friedrich, we actually talked about this a couple times. 
Um, back in episode 44, it's called Taroth or Not Taroth. We talked about it there. Also in, 80, in episode 87, we talked about, uh, you know, should I convert my IRA to a Roth, which is a lot of the same. It's a lot of, it's, it's, it's the same question in different forms, right? Um, Roth or traditional. So we, we did long form episodes on those. So check those out. Uh, the short answer here is it depends on the tax rate you're in now and the tax rate you're going to be when you pull it out. Um, if your tax rates are higher now and they're going to be lower when you need the money down the road in retirement, then you would probably do traditional now because uh, then you're, you're avoiding the higher taxes um, and then you take it out lower uh, and yes, you'll be taxed at the end, but then you're taking out in a lower tax bracket in retirement. And so overall you might pay less taxes. Um, if you're, you know, you think it might be in the same tax bracket or they're going to be the same, you might do Roth, but all that depends, right? Tax rates are going up automatically in 2026 when the tax cuts and jobs act expires. Um, and so even though tax rates might be, you know, even though they're, they're certain way now they're automatically going to be higher later on. And so you won't necessarily be in a lower tax bracket. Even if you feel like you're going to live on less, in retirement down the road. Uh, they can change the tax brackets again. Uh, there's considerations around, you know, if you make too much money in retirement, then more of your social security can be taxed or you can pay more in a Medicare surcharge or some of these other things. So there's lots of layers of this. Um, and so I'd, I'd go listen to 44, uh, episode 87. And then we did a whole workshop uh, on on uh, tax planning and how to reducing taxes in retirement, uh, which is not just about being in retirement. A lot of it's like, hey, what are the things we can do before retirement to reduce them in retirement? And so again, you can go to retirementmentorship.com slash workshops to find that workshop as well. Um, and then uh, retirementmentorship.com slash 87 or slash 44 to find those other episodes. You can just scroll back in your podcast player and, and start to, and find them that way. So hopefully... That gives you the short answer and some resources to go uh, find that. And uh, uh, hopefully that will help you out in deciding. It's nice that they finally offered that. It's, you know, I'm always amazed that some companies still haven't jumped on that bandwagon. They're still doing uh, the old ones. Uh, Secure Act 2.0 just came out at the end of 2022, which changed, like made over 100 changes to all kinds of retirement rules and limitations and abilities and all those things. So like one of the things that's going to be coming out is, uh, you know, for the longest time, we've told people like, hey, even if you do Roth 401k contributions, your employer is always going to be putting it into the traditional because they want the tax deduction, right? They're not going to pay the taxes on that, which is obviously if you're doing Roth, you are paying the taxes now and they don't want to. That's the whole point of giving you the benefit is then they get the tax deduction on that match or on the money that they're putting in there. And so for the longest time, no matter what you did, they would always be throwing the match in a traditional. Um, now with this new change that's come out, eventually people will be like now companies can do this. They're still figuring out how to roll it out in most cases, but eventually you'll be able to actually pick where your employer money goes to. And so if you're doing Roth, uh, if you're doing Roth contributions into your Roth 401k and the employer's putting in traditional, you can actually have them put it into the Roth instead. Now the employer still wants that tax deduction. And so they're going to make you pay the taxes on their match. And so it will, you know, more will be going in there, but less will be coming to your paycheck as you pay that additional uh, taxes in there. So they're still working out how to do that tactically, but now legally we're, they're allowed to do that. Um, and so the changes like this, there's all kinds of changes. Um, they're changing stuff all the time. And so anything that we say, that I say now might become irrelevant by next year um, as all these things change. And that's why, you know, we like keeping up on these things. You know, we're always parsing out, hey, when they roll out a hundred changes at once, which ones are actually uh, relevant to you and which ones can we completely ignore and, and how does it change that planning landscape? Um, so I always take that with a grain of salt. Um, 
that anything we talk about here might become uh, irrelevant. And I try to make most of the the um, you know stand the big episodes stand alone and be be timeless. Uh, but some of these more ASCII ones may be less timeless and be maybe more uh, um, for the right now. So. Hopefully that's helpful for you guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Again, if you have questions, email us retirementship.com slash questions. Or sorry, you can go there and submit one, retirementship.com slash questions to submit one, or email us at questions at retirementship.com, and, uh, and, and we'll be happy to answer them. Till next week, see ya. Cheers. If you enjoyed that, you would love being part of our free membership community. It's called Retire Membership, and there's a host of benefits all for free. For example, you can always buy my book, 3D Retirement Income, on Amazon. But if you join us at Retire Membership, we will send you either a hard copy or paperback for free, provide the ebook and the audiobook so that you can listen to it if you don't have time to read it. In addition to that, we'll also provide you with a bunch of content that you can't get anywhere else. For example, we have our quarterly retire mentorship magazine, which comes out quarterly and has no ads whatsoever. It's just timely content to help you stay the course. We also have workbooks for our free online workshop to help you get the most out of those, flowcharts to help you make better decisions, and a weekly email to provide timely content that you can unsubscribe from at any time. We never ask for any payment information, and we never share your information with anyone else. We just want to provide timely content and help you stay the course to retire successfully and stay successfully retired. There's no reason to wait, so join us now at retiremembership.com, where you can click in the link in the description, and it'll go right there. We can't wait to see you in the community. Cheers. This podcast is educational only and is not investment, tax, or legal advice.